For the older athletes that are going to be lifting weights, do it with a professional. Don't just go to your local gym and try to figure it out. No, no, no. You got to learn how to do this work. You got to learn how to do it without getting injured because if you just decide to grab a 45-pound plate and you're dipping your back, you are going to get back issues. Like you, You're young, but that can still happen. Hey there, I'm Ashley Burkhart owner of Ashley B Training, former D1 athlete, and professional athlete in the game of softball. I even spent a little bit of time coaching at the college level as well. But now I coach athletes and especially youth athletes. And I try to teach them the ways to become the very best versions of themselves. And I know that they can't do that without a support system that will do anything and everything to make sure their dreams and their goals happen for them. A lot of times I hear parents and coaches saying, hey, I'm just going to dish my athlete off to you. Hopefully you can figure out what her issue is. Here's the deal. That's not how we should coach. That's not how we should parent. And I can tell you right now, I'm not a parent, but your athlete is the most influenced by you. And I truly believe that you are one of the reasons why she plays the game. And I truly believe you are one of the reasons why she plays so hard. So if we can learn from some of the greats, I'm going to have some of the best softball players, some of the best softball players, parents, even my parents and my family are going to be on this podcast sharing our journeys with you so that when the cleats do come off, you know what to say so that she can learn from her mistakes sooner so that she can become the best version of her. And that's what we want. We want our athletes to be able to thrive. And that's why we're here. So welcome to this podcast. This is going to get real. This is going to get deep. And I'm here to challenge your thinking. That's why I coach. I'm really excited for you to be here. And I can't wait to hear who else is going to be along this journey with us. Learning from some of the best. I'm going to be learning too. So whip out your notebook and let's head to the next episode. What's up, podcast listeners? Welcome back to another episode of When the Cleats Come Off. I'm super pumped to give you, one, a shorter episode. I know these past few weeks you've had a lot of lengthy episodes, and I hope that when you have a lengthy episode, you're not intimidated by it, but maybe listen to it for a couple minutes. Maybe you got 10 minutes a day, just like hammer it out. Trust me, I think some of the best content out of these episodes is the last parts of the episode. So I know they're long, but I'm, I'm telling you right now, they are definitely worth the listen, the entire thing. Like I said, the end is the best part and I'd hate for you to miss it. And I know they've been long, but this week I'm going to give you a little bit shorter of an episode and I'm going to give you five things that I think you should be working on this off season. All right. These are going to be five simple things. And if you're already overwhelmed to work on five different things, just remember, you can just pick one thing out of here. And if you get better at one of these things, that momentum is going to probably lead you to want to get better at two and want to get better at three. But I'm giving you five ideas of things that I think athletes should be working on this off season. Now, before I dive too deep into the episode, um, I want to remind you of something, not remind you, tell you for the first time that I'm going to be hosting a virtual hitting academy. Okay. So my academy members, we meet every single Monday night and I'm actually devoting one of these Monday nights to welcome anybody who wants to come hit with us 
for an entire hour. We're calling it an elite virtual hitting workshop, and it will be done Monday, November 1st at 6 p.m. Eastern. And it'll be about an hour. And I plan to stay after for a few minutes to answer any sort of softball questions that you might have. Maybe it's hitting stuff, maybe it's mental work. Um, but I want to be able to extend maybe 30 minutes after the hitting session to just answer any questions that you have, tell you about something really cool we have coming up our sleeves um, over here at ABT. But I'm really, really, really excited to be able to work with you. We used to do these every single week during COVID. Um, I used to have these workshops open and it's going to be just simply 10 bucks. Like don't worry about it. It's not going to be um, what a normal lesson virtually will be. It's just $10 to, to hang out with us. And who knows, maybe I'll bring a special guest. So you can head to my website, www.ashleybetraining.com, or just head to the show notes in this episode to see the link where you can sign up. You'll be able to sign up up until the event. So if it's a last minute thing um, and you decide to do it last minute, that's totally fine too. Um, but I really want to give you guys this cool opportunity this off season to work with me and work with some hitters that I that I work with every week, and we're gonna get stronger as hitters and work on mental game, of course. Uh, last thing I want to say about that is if you sign up and realize that you can't make it, every single person who signs up is going to get the recording later, okay? The next day, probably, um, you're going to be getting the recording of the entire event. So instead of canceling because something comes up, you will get the recording no matter what. So you can have it forever, do the workout again if you want to, or just simply, if you come in late, you'll be able to see what you missed. So super excited about that. Again, head to my show notes or my website uh, to see how you can sign up. I'm super excited. All right. So like I said, we're going to be chatting about things you can work on this off season. Now, this is one of those controversial subjects because I know a lot of people play multiple sports and I know basketball and sometimes volleyball are happening during the winter. Now, if you are playing another sport this winter, I want you to make that sport your priority. Okay. I know I'm your softball coach, but I really want you to know that, you know, basketball is teaching you how to be agile, how to have speed and power and obviously work on teamwork. Um, some people are worse at basketball or even better at basketball. And in that case, basketball is teaching you so much more than if you're playing softball year round. So I'm a big proponent of multiple sport athletes. Um, not everybody is this way, but what I want to let you know is if you're doing basketball or doing volleyball, make that your first priority. That's gotta be it. And even let's say you're in eighth grade and you really want to play college softball, you should still be devoted to your team and make that uh, number one priority. Now it gets tricky a little bit with girls who are maybe like sophomores or juniors in high school, simply because if you do want to play in college, sometimes basketball schedules, this happened to me, basketball schedules actually conflicted with camps that I wanted to go to. So if that's the case, then you have to definitely know where your priorities lie. And if you want to play college softball and you're, you know, in your high school season, sometimes coaches are going to make you sit the bench if you don't attend a game or a practice. And that's something that I just decided that's what I was going to take on. So my sophomore year, I went to a Purdue camp, missed a basketball game, and I had to sit the next game. Um, that's just something that, that I knew was happening. And no, it's not your coach being a bully. They have standards for their team, but simply just understand what your priorities are. But if you're younger and you're playing other sports and just, just play the other sport, make that your main priority. Um, but this is going to be things, five different things that whether you're playing another sport or you just play softball, five things that you should think about working on this off season. All right. And if you're thinking about taking notes right now, definitely pause this, grab a journal because you're going to need it to write down these different things. 
Some are going to stick out to others differently. The first thing that I want you to think about to work on is think of the biggest thing that exposed you this summer. Maybe it was the outside pitch. Maybe it was a changeup. Maybe it was the backhand on defense, or maybe it was your mental game. Let's be real. Um, pick one of the things that that exposed you the most. The thing that maybe freaked you out a little bit this year. And if you hated the backhand and you played shortstop, like you never wanted this, the backhand because you knew you were kind of like stressing out about it, a little anxious with it. So pick that one thing that truly exposed you. Um, for example, my freshman year, I remember. I hate it. This is in college. I hated the outside pitch so much. There's literally a picture of me in a Purdue uniform going after an outside pitch, sticking my butt out and literally just throwing my bat to the ball. Clearly not where we want to be at contact. I don't even know why this person published this on our website. It was ugly. But that was a pure example of my freshman year. The outside pitch was not my friend. I was exposed the most to that pitch. Even at the end of season, coaches understood that that was the pitch that I struggled with most. Um, So they were throwing me that often. So my job was during the offseason and during my winter break specifically too – uh, was to just strictly work on that outside pitch, get comfortable on the outside pitch. And in order to get comfortable with something, just understand you're going to have to be uncomfortable in order to be comfortable with it one day. So a lot of times as a hitting coach, I'm challenging my athletes, making them feel uncomfortable. But after we do it for like a few weeks, they start to develop that confidence with that thing. And they know it's coming. They're already mentally prepared and they show up better. So make sure that you think of that one thing that really exposed you this summer and make that your main priority. So if you only take one of these five things, take this one, because this is truly going to be the biggest leap that you can make from one season to the next when it comes to like physical mechanics is strictly spending so much time on that. And kind of segueing into number two, don't forget to keep studying. Okay. So let's say the outside pitch like me was something that you struggled with a ton. Well, let me tell you right now, YouTube has a ton of different drills, a ton of different challenges. At least my YouTube channel does. Um, I'll make sure to put it in the show notes, but there are so many ways that you can get better at at a thing. So let's say you struggled with the change up. There's so many different drills that you can find on YouTube. I remember, I think we found the tennis ball bounce drill on YouTube. Um, There's just so many great outlets out there. There's so many great coaches out there. Like I know Coach Lyle, like he has so much stuff out there. Um, There's a lot of, a lot of YouTube channels and they're so much better than they used to be. Let me tell you. But there's so many places on YouTube that you can work on, let's say that, that biggest thing that exposed you. So keep studying. Now, other ways that you can keep studying are... Is anybody watching postseason baseball? This is my favorite time of the year when it comes to baseball. I'm a Cubs fan, so clearly I have no Cubs to watch right now. But I will say I think the best baseball is being played right now. Postseason just does something to you. It makes you play differently. It makes you play with a little fire under your butt. And so this is some of the best hitting that we will ever see. This is some of the best defending, best pitching, best catching like we will ever see. So don't be afraid to just turn on some MLB. You don't have to have a favorite team. I just sometimes like watching because I'm like, I'm just going to watch these hitters and their approach today. There is so much you can watch and learn from watching the game. 
And I know every single Athletes Unlimited, which is the new pro league, and we've had a bunch of guests from Athletes Unlimited on the podcast. We've had Sam Fisher, we've had Jade Hewitt, who's their photographer, Kat Osterman came on. But there's every single one of the Athletes Unlimited games, at least in season one, I think they did it with season two. And if not, I know their Facebook page has them, but all of their games are out there for you to look at. And that's some of the best way you can learn is to see how the best do it. See what their approaches are. See what pitches they're swinging out of their shoes. Which ones are controlled? What are they doing in their routines? There's so many things that you can be studying. So keep studying. Last thing I'm going to mention with studying is check out podcasts. Can we just talk about one? I know you're listening to a podcast right now. And if you're looking for podcasts to keep learning and listening from outside the shoe, I was actually on, um, on their podcast recently. They interview baseball players and actually they're, I think all softball players, they're based out of Canada, but I know Danielle Laurie's been on that podcast and so many others, but podcasts, you're listening to it might be your favorite way to learn. And I'm not just saying athletes right now. I know a lot of athletes are listening to this, but parents, especially like you can learn so much from podcasts. Um, and especially I'm giving a shout out to elite baseball talk. That's a podcast name, elite baseball talk. And they blew my mind the other day. I just interviewed, spoiler alert, Rachel Folden. She's coming on the podcast. And I was doing some research on her and I saw that she had an interview with them. And I love, I love this podcast. I learned a ton from just the two episodes that I've listened to so far. Um, The last episode I listened to, they talked about um, verbiage for athletes. So specifically for coaches, like what verbiage works best for, let's say, a hitter that's struggling with, you know, rolling over. This was an example that I was just like, this is genius. A kid's rolling over, rolling over, and they're trying not to roll over, right? But a simple cue to hit, to have them hit, let's say if they're a righty, hit a line drive to right center, that mentality, strictly trying to think of that mentality, was exactly what that kid needed to just stay inside a pitch and hit it up the middle. So I learned a ton from their episodes. Um, it's Again, it's called Elite Baseball Talk. No, this is not an ad. They have no idea that I'm talking about them. But even I love to learn too. And I know if you're listening to this podcast, you love to learn. So don't forget to keep studying. You got YouTube to study. There's a lot of great hitting coaches on YouTube, even Instagram. But if you're like me and think Instagram's a little overwhelming at times, then maybe YouTube and podcasting are going to be your main go-tos. With that, let's go to number three. Number three might be the biggest one ever. And I'm saying this because when I was younger, this is not something that I spent time on, but I wish I would have spent time on more. And that was my mental game. So this aspect of the game, let me tell you, some athletes right now are at their peak confidence level right now. Um, And I think that's amazing. The problem is we want to be at our peak confidence level during the most important games of the season, which for most people is the end of the summer, right? So one tip for that when it comes to mental game, if you're at your peak confidence level right now, or your athlete is, really Spend 10 minutes and think about why you are there. Maybe you're hitting a lot. Maybe your hitting coaches really helped you with this certain aspect of your swing. You've developed confidence XYZ here. Maybe you're just loving life outside of softball and it's developing confidence in you. Spend 10 minutes and think about why are you at your peak performance level when it comes to your confidence or your mental game. And if you're not, like most of us right now, then we're not at our most confident Here are some tips 
on how to develop confidence this off season. Let me tell you, everybody should be doing reps, not physical reps, but mental reps. Um, recently, we just had Morgan Stewart on the podcast, and she goes through specific steps to help give you a good baseline of tools to work through things. So for example, if you're in a slump or you're in just a season that's just not going as well as you want it to, there is literally a four-step, step-by-step program that she's developed. It's called ASAP training. Um, And it, it basically just has to do with acknowledging the failure of the mistakes that you're making. And it, it's got four different things. So I'm going to leave that episode in the in the show notes if you want to dive deep into that. Um, but again, the ways to keep studying could be a podcast episode. Um, and that specific one refers to mental game a ton. And it is truly changing the game, the work that she is doing. I took one of her quizzes on her website and I started developing more confidence in myself. So I'm telling you that there are so many different ways to work on your mental game. We have that episode with Morgan. We had a few other guests actually in season one that really honed in on mental game and just working on confidence and belief. Um, I'll make sure to put those also in the show notes so you have some different ones that you can study from um, and learn how to develop mental game. But If you want a baseline, start with Morgan's episode. Um, That might be the biggest one to help you with confidence. But again, sometimes when we're at our weakest or lowest, it's not about taking more reps, like physical reps, swings off the tee. If we're at our lowest, it's probably an issue with our mental game and confidence. And yeah, like putting in reps is going to develop a certain amount of confidence, but there's this other element of the game that like, if you don't even know how to touch that part and they're putting in the reps, but they're still not getting the results that they want, their mental game should get more reps than their physical game right now. I can't tell you how many times I meet with athletes and they walk into, into the cage and, and they're like, Ashley, I'm hitting so well in practice. I'm hitting so well with you, but in games, it's just not clicking. That's a red flag that I know that their mental game needs to be worked on. And when it comes to that sort of work, we do a lot of challenges. We do a lot of mental challenges, physical challenges. Physical challenges being um, I'm physically pitching to my hitter and we're working through something. Like it's them versus me. Let's go. Game on. And we really try to get that out of them. So Again, head to Morgan's episode. We talk so deep into this, and I don't want to give you all the things simply because that episode was just jam-packed and great, Um, but head to that one. It was actually last week's episode, if you're wondering. That's number three. Mental game is definitely a must. Number four, and this is something that, depending on age, it's going to look different, and that's your strength, okay? We talked about mental game. That's like your mental strength, your brain strength, but now we're talking about physical strength, Okay. Now here's what I want you to think about. I studied strength and conditioning in college. So I want to make this as simple as possible, but basically when you develop strength, let's say in the biggest muscle of your body, which is your butt, (laughs) you develop strength there and you pair that with creating power in a swing, you are going to hit the ball further. Now I know a lot of, especially like, I don't know why it's the high school age, But some high schoolers, they think, well, if I lift weights, I'm going to get bulky. Okay, here's the deal. If you're going to get bulky, that's not not what's going to happen. You're not going to get bulky. If anything, you're going to get strong, but you're not going to get bulky. You're not going to be a power lifter. Here's the deal. Power lifters become power lifters um, because they're lifting for like five, six hours a day. You're not doing that. Even if you do, even if you work an hour a day on your strength, you're not going to get bulky. 
Okay, so just stick with me there. Now, like I said, strength is going to equate to power if we pair it together. For example, this is how I work with some strength with my hitters um, to develop that speed and power is when they warm up before they hit with me, I have them do a lot of jumping. Okay. I also have them do lunges so they can work on their mobility, but that's another story for another day. But when they are hitting, what they do is I have them do like five jumps as high as they possibly can. So squat jumps going for height. Now, when they land, they're not going to, I don't want them to land with straight legs because if anything, we're putting so much tension on our knees and our ankles that we could probably get injured. But what we want to do is we want to softly land and sink into our hips. So that is one sort of way to get max power is to jump as high as you can and land soft. That's a simple way to load the legs, get something extra out of them, get some, get some muscles involved. But a simple, simple way to work on strength is simply working on some power with jumps. You can do side to side jumps. Again, they should be controlled. Um, I would say, you know, you could book a lesson with me virtually so we can go over this stuff, but there are professionals out there that, I, that almost every area has um, that can help your athlete, whether they're young or old, develop some strength. Now, some other easy strength exercises that require no weights are push-ups. I cannot tell you enough how important a push-up is. To do a push-up, you're gaining shoulder strength, right? And as pitchers or defenders, and I mean, for, for those are the most important things when it comes to a push-up. Like you're gaining strength in your shoulders and your chest, which is important. As a hitter, you want to be able to be relaxed and have max strength in, in every area of your body so that ball can bounce off your bat and fly and go far. So push-ups, they're helping with shoulder strength. They're also helping with core stability. And I can't tell you how many people are doing push-ups wrong. Maybe this week on my social media, I'll have to like teach you guys how to do a push-up. But having core strength is amazingly important, no matter if you're a pitcher, catcher, hitter, whatever. Core strength is everything. So you see how push-ups are really an awesome element to, to the swing and just to being a good athlete. So like I said, I just decided I'm going to post how to do a, a real push-up and the purpose of it on my social media platform. So head over there to go find out how to do a push-up. But all in all, strength is everything. Strength is everything. If you want to hit the ball hard, you got to be able to know how to load into your hips. Um, this is why older athletes, especially when I was in college and even a couple years prior to college, I was doing a lot of deadlifts and RDLs and squats, like learning how to get my hips hinged and strong was really important. Now, I'm going to say this with an exclamation point. Do not lift heavy weights without a professional nearby teaching you how to do it, okay? My last two seasons in high school or two years in high school, <laughs> I love how I said seasons, junior and senior year, I went to an elite performance facility and I went there, I think it was either two or three times a week. And man, did we lift heavy. I learned how to lift before I got to college. And I can't tell you how proud my college coaches were that I knew how to do some of these, these movements and learning it early is something that's important. So for the older athletes that are going to be lifting weights, do it with a professional. Don't just go to your local gym and try to figure it out. No, no, no. You got to learn how to do this work. You got to learn how to do it without getting injured. Because if you just decide to grab a 45 pound plate and you're dipping your back, you are going to get back issues. Like you... <sighs> You're young, but that can still happen. 
And coming from someone who had serious back issues, especially my sophomore year of high school, where I grew four inches in a summer, I needed to learn how to do this right. And this is probably what led me to want to study strength conditioning in college. But you need to be taught by a professional. Can't just go and figure this out on your own. So I'm saying that with an exclamation point. Do not lift. If you don't know how to do specific lifts, don't trust TikTok or Instagram and say, that's enough. I know how to do it because I watched it there. No, no, no. You need to be cued by a professional. Okay. Um, With that, um, inside the virtual hitting academy, my Smash Tribe members have access to a few workouts that me and my strength coach in college, we developed together. So basically it's learning how to develop. I did a speed workout too. Speed, um, lower half strength, upper half strength. And I think we did like a combination of the two for another workout, but those are, those are available inside the virtual hitting Academy for any members. I'll put that in the link in my bio too, if you, if you're interested, but I'm not trying to sell this. I just want you guys to know that like there are, again, if you think about studying and think about research, there are professionals out there teaching these things. It may be smart to start diving into this now because you're going to have to know it later if you want to be the best version of you and the strongest version of you as a hitter or a pitcher or a defender. I need to, I need to remember not everybody is a hitter here. Most people are, but um, other aspects of the game you can get better with as well. Uh, so work on your strength. Now, paired with that, this is number five, work on your speed. Work on your speed. It's the thing most people don't want to work on. It's the thing that most people don't know how to do. I'm just frankly going to say it. I just watched um, one of the best collegiate teams in the nation. I'm not going to say who it is. And I was watching them play, and I'm like, even they need help with base running. Even they need help with their first step. Even they need help to be more explosive. And I know, I understand, I just watched them. Some of them are probably freshmen that are learning these things now. But if you know this early, that is a huge separator. I think base running, being smart as a base runner, and also being quick, no matter if you're running for a ball in the outfield or running to first base or sprinting on a steal, like speed is a huge separator. And I know some people listening are saying, I'm just not cut out to be fast. I'm just not meant to be fast. That's a choice. That's a choice that you're making to say that those words. And you're literally, you're literally hindering yourself from some serious success. So if you're one of those people that says base running's not for me, think again. There is power in knowing how to run. There is power in being smart. One of my catchers in college, nobody thought this girl could steal a base. Like you, you look at her and you're like, she's not gonna steal. She would say it too. And she was so smart. When she saw the ball was going into the ground out of the pitcher's hand, she was taking off. She was just so smart. And she wasn't even like speedy, like super, super lightning fast, but she was quick enough, especially in her first three steps, to be able to make things happen and scare the defense. So let me tell you, this is probably my favorite one because I just love speed work, but this is huge. This is huge. This is a huge separator in the game. Now, I will tell you that if you want to work on speed, one of my friends, Chase Darno, um, he was a former professional baseball player. He played for multiple organizations. One, I'm actually interviewing him next week to be on the podcast, but go to his Instagram, Chase Darno. I'll put it in the show notes. I have a lot of things in the show notes for you today. This is a library of a lot of cool things that you have access to this week, but go follow Chase. 
Chase is starting to do speed clinics and academies. He lives out in California and he knows his stuff. Like that was his biggest separator. That's why he was able to play in the league for, I think it was like eight years or something like that because he was smart. And now he's teaching athletes how to get faster, how to be smarter as base runners. And we are going to have such a fun interview. So look out for that one coming in a few weeks. But I'm super pumped to share Chase's information with you because Chase is one of the smartest guys I know as a base runner. And he and I can talk for hours about base running. I'll try to make my episode not too long with him, but we'll see because we love talking about this stuff. But get better at your speed. Also, if you want to dive into um, a YouTube that I made, I think it was like during COVID about base running. I did a little uh, spiel on base running. So it's called Base Running 101. You can find it on my YouTube channel. But that's a good like intro to learn the importance of base running if you want to dive into that. All right. So those are the five things. First one, find the biggest thing you were exposed to last year and work on it. Find a way to work on that thing. Get uncomfortable. Number two, that kind of goes with number one, find that thing and study how to get better at it. Keep studying the game. Keep listening to podcasts and learning from some of the best. Keep watching YouTube channels. Um, Definitely there are some YouTube channels that aren't good, but you'll be able to tell which ones are good. You'll be able to tell, like Amanda Scarborough. If you want pitching information, go to Amanda. You want defense information, go to um, Morgan Stewart. You want catching Jen Schroeder? And yes, I know these are all my friends from the package deal, but like they know what they're doing. Okay. So there are YouTube channels to help you with the thing that exposed you last summer that you want to get better at and get better at that thing. Number three is your mental game. This is huge. This is probably some of the biggest for most of you. Not many people are putting in their mental reps and it is so important to do so. Number four, strength. Again, don't lift heavy weights without a professional, but learning how to move your body learning what makes it strong, learning how to take that strength and turn it into power is everything, especially for hitting. But whether you're a pitcher, defender, thrower, like whatever you're doing, like it's so important. And then number five is speed. Again, I firmly believe it's your biggest separator. Um, It's the thing that'll set you apart from, let's say you're trying to play in college and it's between you and another girl that's trying to go there and you're the quick one, you're the smart one on the bases. I'm telling you, that's going to be the separator right there. Now, those are your five, but let me tell you one more thing. These do not happen without being consistent. The best people, the people with most success, they are the most consistent. This is how my dad and I were consistent. When I went to lessons, I went home and perfected, tried to perfect, I should say master, not perfect because perfection is not attainable, but tried to master the drill that I was learning. And that's what dad and I did every single week. We'd hit after dinner, we'd hit... Sometimes after practice, we'd stay later and and work on that thing. But we were consistently working on the things that I needed to get better at. So I want you to, maybe it's like Sunday night, you and your player, you plan your week to work on that thing. So like I said, if this is, this is a lot of information, if this is too many things, then I want you to pick the the biggest one for you right now. For most of you, it's going to be mental game, be honest. And and honestly, be honest with yourself. If you need to be more confident, then choose that one. If you really, really, really struggled with the changeup last year or this summer, pick that one. But pick the one that really sticks out to you the most and start with that one. And then go down the list and do the other ones. But let me tell you, if you're afraid of doing one of these things, that's probably the one that you should be doing. So choose one. Do one at a time if you need to. I will say base running and speed work, like that could be like a 10 minutes three times a week type of a thing, 
doesn't have to be a long time, but I would recommend adding that to your schedule if you can. Now, again, you must be consistent. So maybe you plan out that you're going to work on speed work on Tuesdays and Thursdays after practice. And you're going to, and again, you're going to research and study how to work on speed work, or you're going to find a local coach that can teach you speed. Those are hard to come by, but there are ways to work on this. Okay. There are many ways to work on this. Don't just look at this and say, this is, this is too much. This is too much. This is a lot for me to handle. This is a lot for me to try to figure out. Again, go with the thing that sticks out the most to you. The, the one that makes you the most nervous. Do that. Be consistent with your work. If you do Tuesdays and Thursdays, you're locking in Tuesdays and Thursdays. Let's say th- something comes up on Thursdays. You're not going to forget to do it. Just move that Thursday to another day. But if it's in your schedule, you are more likely to do it. A lot of times people stop being consistent because they stop putting it in their schedule. Make this a priority. And I'm telling you, if you devote to this, even if you just get better at one of these things, I'm telling you this upcoming summer is going to be way more fun than last summer. And you're going to be way better at this game than last summer. This is why I love parents or coaches of young athletes listening to this podcast. Because think about it. If you start learning base running now, in three years, base running is going to be a breeze And it's going to be super simple and you're going to start loving it. And then all of a sudden you get better at base running. And now you have the next thing that you can get better at. This is what makes athletes so good. They get really good at something they're not good at. And then they find the next thing they're not good at. And then they get really good at that. And they literally just climb up the ladder and it's like nothing can stop them. This is why Natasha Watley shared with us that she was at her peak at 27 because she had this mentality. She worked so hard that at 27 years old, she was at her peak performance because she has mastered so many different things in the game. Again, don't feel like you have to grab all of these things. I want you to grab the biggest thing and start with that. Woo, we got fired up. I started sweating a little bit. Okay, but if this really resonated with you, and if you're a coach and you have players, please send this podcast to your players. Hopefully this is enough motivation for them to be like, okay, I do need to work on some things. Let's do it. And if you're a parent and you know that your athlete needs to work on these things, maybe just share this episode with her. Share with her why this stuff is important because she has goals. We've talked about it since one of the first episodes of this When the Cleats Come Off podcast. Goals are everything. Now we need help on how to get there. And this is how you can do that. All right, guys, please like, share with one person, like I said. If you really, really enjoyed this episode, let me know because I want to create more episodes like this for you. Write me a review on Apple Podcasts. Unfortunately, that's the only place you can write me a review. So if you can't write a review there, maybe just send me a DM. I want to know what you guys like the most from episodes like this so I can create more content around that. I think base running is like the next big thing I want to talk about on this podcast. Uh, But let me know what you want or need. All right. Stay committed to your goals, stay accountable to those goals, get people around you that can help you attain these goals. That's what's, that's how you're going to be consistent here. That's how you're going to be able to grow the most that you can. All right, friends, last reminder, I'm going to be hitting with a few of you on November 1st, Monday, November 1st at 6 PM Eastern time. We're going to be doing an elite virtual hitting workshop. We're going to hit together. We're going to have fun. We're going to smile. We're going to joke around. We're also going to work really hard and sweat, and we're going to work on our mental game with our journal. So 
Basically, you're not going to miss this. Head to the link in my show notes, which there's 45 links in this one, but go find the link in my show notes or head to my website. You'll be able to see and read all about why you should be there. Again, it's $10. Might be the best $10 you can invest into your athlete at this point in time. And we can work on these things and work on our mental game together. All right, friends, thanks for hanging out with me today on the podcast. This was one of my favorite episodes to air. If you could not tell, I got excited during this one. But like I said, let me know your favorite part from this episode so I can continue to make episodes that you enjoy. All right, stay humble, stay kind, keep smiling, keep working your butt off. It's going to pay off, I promise. See you next week.